war coming, Ned. I don't know when, I don't know who we'll be fighting, but it's coming. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Ross and your three cocktail questions for Sunday uh, and your latest Game of Thrones theory. Now, this is a channel where I and others speculate and discuss wild and crazy theories about all things pop culture. Uh, and if this is your first time to three cocktail questions, welcome. Today, I want to start by taking a deep dive into some of the Game of Thrones theories uh, surrounding Ben Star. Uh, Bran Stark as the Thread Raven. I think he did some pretty shady stuff to bring about the circumstances and consummation of Jon Snow. Now, I know Jon has been revealed to be Aegon Targaryen, but I'm going to be referencing a few names during this episode and keeping Jon, Jon Snow, will help everybody stay on the same page. Okay? Here we go. Now, I and a few others have speculated for years that Bran has been influencing events throughout time, trying to find a permanent solution to the Night King problem. And I have just recently speculated here on Anchor that, uh, again, that Bran will speak to Jamie before Jamie and Bran die at Winterfeld, informing Jamie to burn them all. And Jamie finally realizing that Bran was using the Mad King uh, to speak to him in the past before Jamie killed him. But what if. Brant went, uh, Bran went further back in time to the big Hall tournament where Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark first met and where Cersei Lannister was supposed to be betrothed to Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen. Now let that sink in for just a second. Now, let's break this down. First, let's break down the events at the Hall tournament in the books. Now, in Bran Chapter 2 of A Storm of Swords, Helen Reed is ambushed by three squires prior to entering the tournament, and Lyanna Stark chases them away. Uh, Lyanna invites Howland Reed back to her family's tent, and that's where Howland meets the Starks for the very first time, and everybody hits it off, and they all have a great time. Now, because Howland can't per- uh, participate in the, uh, in the tournament because of his recent injuries, some unknown knight who calls himself the Knight of the Laughing Tree takes his place and fights on his behalf. By the way, the knight's shield emblem on his shield looks remarkably like one of those weirwood, uh, weirwood trees. Hmm. Pretty suspicious. And after such a fierce display and, and victory, Rhaegar Targaryen is ordered by the king to find and present this knight to the king. But Rhaegar reports that he's got no such luck in finding this knight. This knight has simply just up and disappeared. Hmm. That's kind of strange. Normally, knights who participate in these kinds of things back in the day kind of want the, the fame and the glory that comes along with, you know, with participating in something along these lines. Um the knight, the laughing, the knight of the laughing tree, simply beat all three of, of his opponents and uh, chastised uh, each one by stating that their squire should be better behaved and better disciplined, and disappears. Very unusual, very strange. And Rhaegar simply can't find this knight any place. No one can find him. Very strange, huh? But later, Lyanna Stark rejoins her family in the stands. And then after Rhaegar Targaryen puts on a massive display and wins the day, and then what seems to come out of absolutely nowhere, bypasses his own wife, the mother of his children, and presents Lyanna Stark, who at this time has been promised to Robert Baratheon, uh, anoints Lyanna Stark, the queen of love and beauty of the tournament, and uh awards her a crown made of extremely rare blue roses found only in the north in front of the entire kingdom. Now let that just sink in for a second. Okay. Now 
this is the third part that is where I speculate that Bran, as a third eye raven, made Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen fall in love and consummate the relationship at their first meeting at the tournament. Okay, I'm I'm calling it what Brand using you know weirdword Google, uh, weirdword Google to discover throughout time that this would be the only time that could not only just consummate the relationship but conceive, and then uh, Rhaegar Targaryen declares his intentions to the entire kingdom to begin to break down any real alliance that the North and the South could have created. Because let's think about that for a second. Okay, uh, tensions are a little are still running very high in the north, and a marriage between uh, uh, a noble-born woman like Lyanna and a um, a Targaryen who's heir to the throne would do a tremendous amount in uniting everyone together under one banner under the under the Targaryen under the Targaryen banner. Okay. Uh, keeping uh, everybody com- uh, complacent as warden as the uh, as the Starks as warden of the North, etc. and so forth. Okay, but openly declaring by uh, passing his wife that uh, Lyanna is now someone he truly considers to be the person of love and beauty, uh, the queen of love and beauty at the tournament, has definitely taken its toll on Robert Baratheon. Uh, you, uh, uh, waves of jealousy can begin to be seen being formed. Okay? Now, once Lyanna Stark began to show signs of her pregnancy from their very only their one and only encounter at that time, okay, she had to tell Ned Stark, the only person she could trust, what had actually happened. And Ned being honorable is trying to figure out a way to uh, break it to his best friend, his childhood best friend, and the one, the man that Liana has been uh, betrothed to, that hey, uh, you know, Liana's got something in the oven cooking, and you know, sorry, but you know, what are we going to do here? I kind of also think that Ned wanted this in a very strange way. Uh, we're going to talk about no more about Ned in a, in a couple episodes, but I, I, I'll just sort of start to preface it here. I believe Ned saw the behavior of Robert while they were. Uh, while they were uh, childhood friends and doing their campaigning collectively together. I, uh, I honestly believe that he didn't see her as a good fit, but Ned being a, a, a proper warden of the North is going to do what the King has asked him to do and make, make everybody happy and placate everybody all the way around. But he didn't really see these two being a good match with each other. Okay. I honestly believe that Ned is secretly happy for Liana as to what's actually happened. He's going to try to figure out something, something else. And that's when Ned helps Rhaegar and Lyanna elope. Okay. We're going to get into a lot more of that, elo- uh, of being, uh, of Ned helping with that elope and, and the great details about that in just a little while. But this is what actually kicks off and starting the war of the kingdoms. And to this day, Ned has n- never ever revealed to Robert what actually happened. Uh, and you you would see that in um, episode uh, during season one episode two there's a war coming Ned when they're sitting around that large uh, picnic style table Robert leaves himself on the train they begin reminiscing about the various conquests that Robert had and you just see Ned just having disdain for that kind of attitude or toxic masculinity way back in those days that Robert is showing having a good time Robert was a great general. He's not a great king, and we all know how that played itself out. But yes, uh, 
I'm also speculated before that Ned has helped uh, uh, Rhaegar and Indiana elope, and we're starting to begin to see that in the um, at the end of season seven, going into season eight. Okay, but uh, I honestly believe that the one and only time that this this encounter could have possibly been happened between these two and the circumstances of their of the reason why they had to elope instead of some other political way of going about it is because Leanna was already pregnant and she got pregnant at the tournament and I believe Bran had something to do with bringing them both together falling madly madly in love with each other the very first time they encountered each other okay uh, well that's all for today uh, thanks for listening and uh, please like and share this with you and your friends uh, here on Anchor. Uh, with everyone. And next time what we're going to do, we're going to do is we're going to start to go over uh, the tragedy that I believe that is Cersei Lannister. All right, everybody, you guys have a great uh, week. We're going to try getting yourself, uh, getting this back up again on Sunday and every other Sunday thereafter. All right. We appreciate your time. Be kind to each other out there. Thanks again.